4: For Chef Cats, News Radio, WRBA. It is a Monday afternoon. Happy, happy, happy to be back. I am uh, playing uh, caregiver, nursemaid. What else am I doing? Well, that's about it. Everything else is just taken the back seat to that, but here I am, and I'm going to give you the heads up. You are going to experience at 4 o'clock something we don't really know. <laughs> I mean, I just want to be as honest with you as I possibly can. Julia gets off the bus at four. And there gotta be somebody there to get Julia off the bus at four ish. And uh Heidi, my uh my bride, my uh my beloved, uh cannot lift anything heavier than a coffee cup for the next ninety days. Well, no, no, know I guess now we're what? Now we're down to what, like eighty-five days. Not that I'm counting, but uh And I don't know whether that's a coffee cup that's filled with coffee or not. It seems to be about a coffee cup filled with coffee. A regular cup, not too big, not too small, not too hot, not too cold. But what it means is that around that 4 o'clock time when we normally, you know, take a little break, uh, I'm still going to take a little break, but I might, not definitely, but might be slightly... Delayed getting back, so we will figure this out as it plays out. My, uh, uh, my good friend and the executive producer, of this year, little program, uh, Jeremy, is doing a fantastic job. And all of this happening on the fly. My, uh, my apologies, Germ, but I know if there's anybody who's going to be able to make it work, it is you. So we will do that. Now we got a lot of stuff we've got to talk about, including the fact that we now have anti-Semites all over the place, Jew haters coming out of the woodwork, and it is ugly. I mean, it's. Ugly. A lot of people who themselves are not anti-Semitic. A lot of people who are good, decent, upstanding folks who truly were not aware of the level of Jew hatred that still exists are waking up and finding out all about it. Williamsburg, for God's sakes, right up the. Road. I love Williamsburg. Beautiful place. I don't know exactly what the second Sunday art and music festival is, but I can tell you this. Never will I attend. These people can kishmir and tuchis. They were going to have a menorah lighting. Each month from March to December, the second Sunday art and music festival in Williamsburg, hosts, artisans and street performers and and food vendors... And they were going to have, on Sunday, a lighting of the menorah. Now, we're getting ready for Hanukkah coming up December the 7th. And uh, we will begin lighting our, well, technically Hanukkah, but it's a menorah. Everybody knows it's a menorah, menorah, so we'll leave it at that. The uh, the eight candles plus the one that could be in the middle, could be off to the side. The shamash sort of takes care of everybody else. And it is, yeah, look, i got to be honest with you. It's like most Jewish holidays. My holidays are pretty much all the same. We weren't bothering anybody. Somebody tried to do terrible harm to us. God came along, took care of the problem, and then we eat. And guess what? Hanukkah, very similar to that. It, it, it's, it's a miracle, right? The, uh, the oil lasted. That's why we have the, the eight candles. And for modern folks, think of it this way. Let's say that your, your cell phone only had 5% power, but it still ran for eight days and you didn't need to recharge it. Okay, so that's what we're talking about, a miracle. There's nothing about lighting the menorah that is political, just so we're all very clear. Liberal Jews, conservative Jews, Republican Jews, Democrat Jews, Jews who have no political affiliation. Everybody likes the menorah. It is in commemoration of the Maccabees. Maccabees were the the family that uh, did all the stuff that needed to be done. And we had the miracle, right? Oil that's only supposed to last one night lasts eight nights. It's amazing. I pointed out to some folks that because we do food, not a lot of drinking with Jewish holidays. There's a little bit here and there, uh, you know, one or two l'chaims. But, I mean, there's it's it's really not. But food, oh, we got food for you. So for Hanukkah, we, we invariably have food that's cooked in oil. Right? Number one on the list, potato pancakes. Latkes is what we call them. But potato pancakes fried in oil. Again, the message is, is to remember the oil—the oil that, uh, through a miraculous act, lasted for eight days, eight nights instead of one. We also do sufganiot. What are sufganiot? They're jelly donuts. They're fried in oil. Now, how can you go wrong with a with a holiday involving fried potato pancakes and jelly donuts? Right? Exactly. I'm here to tell you there really is nothing political about Hanukkah. But it is a testament to the strength of the Jewish people, and it would seem to me that the organizers of the second Sunday's Art and Music Festival in Williamsburg apparently are not interested in paying any sort of respect to Jewish people. The uh, Hanukkah, the menorah, was going to be lit, as I understand, by a local rabbi from Williamsburg. The statement that the Jewish community got, that the Jewish leaders got from this uh, Fakakta Second Sunday's Art and Music Festival was, lighting the menorah would mean that um, people would think they were taking sides huh now that's interesting it would appear as if the second Sunday's art and music festival folks would like to be sure that they don't offend the terrorists and murderers and rapists of Hamas that can't possibly be right can it I would hope not but that sure is how this reads and I've told you before either you stand with Israel or you're standing with evil and it would appear as if, in Williamsburg anyway, the second Sunday's art and music festival, organizers have chosen to stand with evil. The organizers said, hey, well, you know what we'll do? We'll, we'll let you light your uh, stinking menorah, but you're going to have to put it under a banner that says ceasefire. No. No. Not a chance. Now, there are some amongst the left-wing Jewish community. And make no mistake, that's a sizable chunk of American Jewry. Those who uh, have taken the, uh, the entire Tikkun Olam thing to heart. Well, we're going to save the world. We're going to fix the world. Okay. Oh, all, all, that's, that's all good. I'm happy to hear you're going to fix the world. But in the meantime, in order to fix the world, you got to make sure you don't get killed. And, and that means you got to stand up and be tough first. Some in the uh, left-wing Jewish community, small number, would say, oh yeah, ceasefire, absolutely, we're we're in favor of a ceasefire. Like the misnamed Jewish Voices for Peace. That's that's not a Jewish group, just FYI. It's not a real Jewish group. But it is amazing to me that the folks in Williamsburg at this organization that put on the uh, Second Sunday's Art and Music Festival are willing to just poop all over Hanukkah willing to say to the Jewish community and let's not kid ourselves there's a sizable Jewish community in Williamsburg the message to the Jewish community in Williamsburg is stay the heck away we don't want you here we don't want your kind here we're not interested in having Jews attend this by extension I would have to tell you they don't want Christians there either this is a dangerous dangerous time And I'm very happy to hear that uh, Governor Glenn Youngkin has stood up and said this is wrong. And it's wrong on every level, and it is anti-Semitic. Make no mistakes about it. It is as anti-Semitic as it gets. This has nothing to do with politics. It has nothing to do with eye color or hair color or weight or height. This is anti-Semitic to its core. And anybody who is uh, standing with this is standing with Hamas. I'm just telling you flat out. Shirley Vermillion is quoted in the Daily Press, the Virginia Gazette News, as saying... Quote, the concern is of folks feeling like we are siding with a group over the other, not a direction we ever decide to head. Well, Shirley, I'll tell you a couple of things. Number one, I will never, ever head to the second Sunday music festival or arts festival. That's for sure. And you have shown who it is exactly that you are siding with and surely you may not have meant this to be the case but what you are doing is siding with hamas that's what you're doing and these actions are anti-semitic to their core i mentioned governor Yunkin. it's funny that uh officially today LeVar stoney the mayor of the city of richmond announced he's running for governor well he's running for the democrat party nomination for governor uh, and 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 just as i've said before how do you run for governor when you've been mayor for 8 years and you haven't done anything well we'll talk about that we've got congressman bob good joining us at 3:35 uh, special update from our uh, dedicated investigative journalist mike dickinson that'll happen at 5:35 uh, oh and it's Monday, so of course we'll chat with uh, Carl Carlson from Carlson Financial. We'll talk a little bit about uh, some of the stuff going on in the market. First time in what, like five weeks, five months? I don't know. Uh, Carl's got the details, but uh, the market's apparently today uh, upset about something, and I can't figure out exactly what it is. Quick reminder about the text line, 833-804-1140, 833-804-1140. 315 Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. Now, we're going to have a lot of Christmas music as bumpers, are we not? Are we going to do any Hanukkah music there, Germ? Now, I understand there's not a lot of Hanukkah music out there. I mean, there really isn't. There's Dreidel, 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 I Made You Out of Clay, Dreidel, Dreidel, Dreidel. Uh, uh, Well, and then there's uh, Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler did the Hanukkah song, then he did a follow-up to the Hanukkah song, which sounded a lot like the Hanukkah song. But all of that being said, that's about all we've got. Now, you know why? Do you know why there's not a lot of Hanukkah songs? Because most of those guys were really busy writing Christmas songs. And most of those guys, if you look down the list of all the great Christmas tunes, most of them written by Jewish guys. I'm just saying, this is why they had no time to write the Hanukkah songs. So we don't have much in terms of uh, Hanukkah songs. Uh, Mike out in Bottomsbridge says, Jeff, I am all in with a ceasefire. That's when the uh, Hamas thugs become extinct.
0: Well, you know,
4: this is the the, the weird thing about it. People are calling for a ceasefire. You do know that on October the 6th, there was a ceasefire in effect, do you not? And who was it that violated that ceasefire on October the 7th? The very Hamas thugs who are now telling you, oh, we need a ceasefire. Guys, you broke into Israel. You broke in and slaughtered 1,200, 1,400 people. The numbers are still being uh, uh, sort of uh, hammered out, I guess. And guess why? You broke the ceasefire. And you were, well, you were repaid. Bibi Netanyahu said, okay, we're going to rain hellfire down on you. And then all of a sudden, well, maybe we can take a little break. I will tell you that I think the, the biggest mistake that Netanyahu has made is actually having a ceasefire. And I know this sounds so, so horrible, but I just have to share it with you. I just have to be honest with you. If I were... Bibi Netanyahu, if I were the Prime Minister of Israel, I would have said I'm really sorry that people have been taken captive. I, am, I really am. I'm sorry. So sorry that there were hostages stolen, kidnapped, and now imprisoned. But we're not going to stop the efforts to eradicate Hamas. And that means in all likelihood those people who were taken hostage are not going to make it home and it's a horrible thing to say i know but this is a war and honest to goodness either we fight the war and we win or we do this sort of nonsense and i just i just don't know what to say other than i i i do think that this pause was Nice. I mean, it felt good, right? It's warm and fuzzy. But I don't think big picture, it's uh, it's a good thing. That's all I'm going to say.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
4: Now, a couple of things that I do want to share with you. Uh, My buddy Luke Scott is going to be joining us at 5.05. We just got that uh, confirmed. Uh, For this, I think it's a third year in a row. I think it's a third year in a row. Uh, They've asked me to come out and be part of the big uh, Providence Forge Christmas parade out there in New Kent. And it's always a great time. But you know the deal, right? I've said this. I've said it again. And I've said it again. I will be more than happy to serve as as Grand Marshal or be part of parades, but I've got to have my my best buddy there because there's nobody that does a parade wave like Emily Morrissey. So it's it's a twofer. If you want me, you, Emily's got to be there. And and you know what's funny is Emily said, "Well, I'm not doing it by myself either." So so it's a package deal. You get Jeff Katz and you get Emily Morrissey. Although I think Emily should get the. Uh, the top billing so Luke will be along at 505 we'll get all the details on the big Providence Forge Christmas Parade but uh, it's official we checked all the schedules we locked everything in and uh, I'm happy to say that uh, Emily and I will uh, once again be riding as part of the big Providence Forge Christmas Parade in New Kent that's coming up uh, well it's coming up pretty soon December the 10th I know gosh is that this weekend jeez I'm gonna get my Santa hat out. I really do, because I got one. Oh, I've, I've got couples. Nothing to think about it. A couple of other things that we will deal with. I promise you. We'll we'll analyze Lavar Stoney having the gall to announce that he's running for governor. Eight years of ineptitude. Eight years of doing absolutely, positively nothing to make the city of Richmond a better place, and he says, "Yep, that's what qualifies me to be governor." absolutely flippid, outrageous don't forget we've got uh, the text line always available to you 833-804-1140 congressman bob good joins us in a moment jeff katz news radio wrva 334 jeff katz news radio wrva it is a monday afternoon we have a lot to that we are going to be dealing with today, this week, in fact. My old buddy Brian Kilmeade is going to be with us a little bit later this week. We're trying to hammer down all those details. I'm happy to say that uh, Congressman Bob Good is joining us, get a little update on what the heck's going on in D.C. and whether uh, any of us are, are the better for it. Bob, thank you for being here, my
5: friend. Great to be with you, Jeff. Thanks for having me once again.
4: Absolutely. The pleasure is always mine. So, I mean, I, I'm always hesitant to ask, but... How the heck are things going in D.C.? What is going on up there now?
5: Well, not a lot of great reason to celebrate. There's certainly a lot of work to do. And, you know, my uh, conservative colleagues and I are trying to, uh, you know, to uh, influence the speaker and the House leadership to make sure we do everything we can to fight for the American people. You know, we don't have a demonstrated history of doing that. We've got to build some muscle memory in doing that, you know, in Washington, when the Democrats have control, they jerk the nation to the left, the hard radical left, they enact their agenda, they make no apologies before, for it, they're willing to lose elections if they must, in order to to transform, or I would say destroy the country. We saw that in the first two years of the Biden administration, unprecedented spending, unprecedented border invasion, unprecedented anti-American energy policies, attacks on our education system, weakening our military, and and, and we could go on. And then when Republicans have control, whether it's total control or even in this case partial control, we tend to sort of hold our ground, and we don't really boldly fight aggressively, unapologetically for our agenda in my, and certainly in my assessment of how things have been in in this Republican majority. That's one of the reasons why we have a new speaker. But what we've got to do is come together as a conference, and we're asking the speaker, what is his commitment to reducing top-line spending? What is the total programmatic spending level that he is committed to, for which we are working to pass our remaining five spending bills? We don't have that commitment, that public commitment. If we did, you would know about it, quite frankly, Jeff, on what is the spending reduction commitment for this year? Secondly, uh, are we going to hold the line on the uh, pay-for standalone bill supporting israel and require the senate to pass that and not entertain not bring to the house floor any other version of that that would include other unrelated funding requests that are not paid for at least in the in the desire from chuck schumer and joe biden for ukraine and 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 other things and then uh you know what about fisa surveillance this the, the surveillance spying on uh American citizens we must not we must not extend that or worse yet reauthorize that without significant reforms that protect Americans fourth amendment rights Uh, this has been a disaster for the American people and we cannot put this in the hand of this administration unchecked for another uh, year let alone god forbid we have a Democrat administration a year from now and for four more years and even even Jeff if it must expire we let it expire even if it must expire, we cannot do harm to the American people. You know, this is this this is an administration, as you know, that considers its citizens to be the greatest threat to the country. It doesn't consider China yep. or 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 Iran or North Korea uh, or Russia, for that matter. It considers Americans, pro-life protesters, parents at school board meetings, people exercising their their deeply held religious beliefs, Catholics in Richmond, uh, if you will. Mm -hmm. Uh, Christian nationalists, this new term that's emerged in the last year, and you've got Democrats saying this is the greatest threat to the country. Christians who happen to be patriots and America first patriots are the greatest threat to the country. We cannot continue to extend unconstitutional powers. uh, Stop, hard stop. (laughs) But we certainly cannot to, to a weaponized DOJ, a weaponized FBI, when such you know faith and trust has been lost in in, in federal law enforcement that 's one of the reasons by the way that I did not support uh, and Ben Klein joining me in that support any efforts to try to m- have the FBI headquarters in Virginia versus Maryland because i don 't want a new FBI headquarters. Why in the world would we spend one taxpayer dollars to give them a new headquarters, let alone one that's going to cost its estimate is three billion dollars to build a facility bigger than the Pentagon
4: mm. Interesting. Yeah. Congressman Bob, uh, good joining us. Congressman, let me ask you about yes, the the House Oversight Committee because something has uh, come down the last couple of moments, and you know we've heard a lot about uh, this ongoing investigation of this uh, Biden crime family, La La, La, La Josa Nostra. It just seems they're as dirty as uh, as all get out. Uh, now we're hearing that there was a regular, recurring monthly payment from Hunter Biden's mm-hmm. law firm to Joe Biden, and he didn't do any work for it. Uh, Are we ever going to have uh, a public hearing? Are we going to have uh, an impeachment proceeding against this president?
5: Yeah, I I certainly hope so. And uh, Speaker Johnson seems committed as committed as he can be as the speaker to doing so. And to your point, this Owasco firm of Hunter now, it's been learned that uh, what a $1,400 monthly payment was going out to Joe Biden for what we don't know, backing up a moment why were millions of dollars going to hunter biden anyway from china from ukraine from romania and from russia what did china what what did hunter do you know what why would why would a company say you know like burisma in ukraine you know what the person we need running help and run our company sitting on our board is a is a crackhead likes to hire hookers who has no experience and no qualifications and let's pay him a million dollars a year to sit on the board of our company because he's such a swell guy That's right. Uh, but we don't know there's been there's been no answer how many times have many you me others said this question what is the Biden family business what are the goods and services they deliver upon except access to the former vice president the current president and influencing foreign policy. Of course, it's been alleged direct bribery—the five million dollars. Right. But and and then you see this administration, who's—they've—they're documenting $24 amount that I've that I've been told twenty-four right. million. Not in the oversight committee. That's been what's been reported just by uh, James Comer, the chairman. Yeah. Friends of mine who are associates who own the committee thinks it may be as much as hundred million dollars. And now we see the president trying to send another sixty billion. To Ukraine, where Hunter made a whole lot of money, you see the president does not confront China in any way. Where Hunter has made a whole lot of money, traveling with the former vice president at that time to do that, and 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 you you hear members of the media, the left media, saying, "Oh, there's no evidence. <laughs> Bank records are evidence. Shell companies are evidence." Uh, 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 suspicious activity reports are evidence. Eyewitness testimony is evidence. Emails are evidence. Text messages are evidence. You have all of those for what may be the biggest corruption, political corruption scandal, the biggest political scandal, influence peddling bribery scandal, and certainly in modern times, if not in the history of the country. We had a former president impeached over a phone call, right. over a phone call. That's right. Uh, and there is reports of, uh, for that matter, recorded audio recordings of conversations as well with this president who claimed he didn't know anything. Remember, he won on a basis of claiming he didn't know about, have anything to do with even know about, I'm sorry, never discussed, never discussed his sons. He's the only father in the history of the country that didn't talk to his son about what he did for a living. That's right. So you know, my sons and I get together. They're they're in their late 20, mid late twenties. We we all talk about what they do for a living, what of their course. work is, as they talk about mine. They say find mine kind of interesting sometimes. Uh, but beyond that, the other point that, that I would make with respect to Speaker Johnson is what we're trying to because it ties into impeachment. as Well, this president ought to be impeached for the border, and we must. We must. Uh, send message to the White House and, and to the Senate that we're not going to continue to fund this government in any form mm-hmm. if we don't achieve and require border security. Not money for the border. We, that, that we don't. It's not a funding issue. Mm-hmm. What we must have is pass HR two, our border security bill, written essentially by Chip Roy from Texas and Andy Biggs from Arizona, the strongest border and in- security measure ever enacted into law. We have passed it out of the House. We must demand the Senate. To, take that up and pass it in its form. Don't, don't be fooled by, these, by Republicans and Democrats talking about the Senate's going to work on border security. The Senate's going to have some border improvements in exchange for Ukraine. First of all, don't negotiate away our border security for anything, just do it. Secondly, we've already got the legislation. It codifies into law all the Trump policies that were working, but, it, it, but when they're codified into the law, then you can't just change them by executive action, which is what the Biden administration did after he got into office in January twenty one.
4: Well, look. I remind everybody, Congressman Bob Good is joining us. Represents the uh, the fifth district of our beloved Commonwealth. You know, Bob, I, I hear these folks saying, "Oh, well, the Senate's going to work on it." I wouldn't trust that the, the folks in the Senate, quite frankly, to buy me a sandwich. I mean, th- these are not people who are standing up and defending this country. They're certainly not upholding uh, the constitutional requirements that they have. And this idea of tying somehow the security, the border of Our nation to Ukraine is absolutely, and I'll use a political term, it's bat crap crazy. This is insanity, for goodness
2: sakes.
5: Yes, we simply must secure our border unconditionally. And frankly, uh, we ought to say we're just simply not going to fund the government until we do. Now, Speaker Johnson, unfortunately, doesn't have enough Republicans in the House that will stand with them and say that, and that's egregious, that's inexcusable, that's unforgivable that we as a Republican House don't say, we'll stand behind you, Speaker Johnson, shut it down, refuse to bring one more thing to the floor until they pass HR2. Right. Until they pass HR2, we will suffer and endure a temporary pause in the non-essential government operations, uh, the 15%, until you secure the border, yeah. until you're not getting another earmark. You're not getting any more money for anything that you care about. <laughs> Nothing's coming to the House floor, which the Speaker totally controls, until you secure the border. That, that's the condition. Secure the border.
4: Yeah, my God. It, 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 uh, well, again, I'm not in Congress, but to me, it seems so unbelievably basic, it is so clear, and, and I, I agree with you completely. It is absolutely appalling to think that we have a Republican majority, and we have this Republican Speaker of the House who wants to do the right things, and, and the members of our own political party don't have the, I don't know, the uh, the courage or the integrity uh, to do what needs to be done. It, it, it's absolutely appalling.
5: It indeed is, and this Republican House must demand the border be secured and that we cut our spending and we begin to deal with the mandatory spending, the entire budget, because the track we're on right now is unsustainable. It is unsustainable that there's absolute certainty in the current track. We will have an economic fiscal financial collapse Credit ratings already being downgraded. Interest rates are at historic highs. Inflation is at historic highs. The American people are suffering. The, 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 just the groceries, the, the, the Thanksgiving dinner from last week was a what, – what or two weeks ago was 40% more than it was when this president got sworn in. If this president had kept the campaign strategy and stayed in his basement and done absolutely nothing – We'd still be energy independent. Yep. We'd still have historically low interest rates, historically low inflation, uh, and, 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 and the military would be stronger, obviously. The nation would be stronger. Crime would be lower if he just had stayed in his basement and done nothing. So how can an election even be, be competitive uh, with this president and these Democrat policies? Not just the president. He's doing what the Democrats want to do in the Senate and in the House and, frankly, here in the General Assembly as well. You're
4: absolutely right. Bob, I always appreciate you being here, uh, keep fighting the good fight up there, and uh, hopefully we'll get the chance to talk again pretty soon.
5: Thank you, Jeff. Great to be with you. Take care, man.
4: Same here. Thank you. That's Congressman Bob Goody, represents the 5th District. Uh, it is outrageous what is happening in D.C. and what is being visited upon those of us who are, are footing the bill. It's just an absolute abomination. And do and, I mean, you ever get that feeling where you're just like, well, okay, I voted the right way. I supported the right people. I made donations. I did everything I was supposed to do. And then people go to D.C. and go, yeah, you know what? On second thought, yeah. It's 347, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. 354, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. It is a Monday afternoon. Now, I want to give you a couple of details, a little behind-the-scenes stuff. You know what happens on the final Friday of each and every month, right? We bestow the Lieutenant Jan McTurnan Blue Friday honor on a very special, very deserving Central Virginia law enforcement officer. And we've had every agency represented. Now, December is going to be a little bit, uh, well, it's a little bit odd with my calendar. It's, it's just that simple and straightforward. Uh, I always take the uh, the last two weeks of December off, right? I stack up all the vacation time and say, hey, I'll catch you next year. So we normally have our Blue Friday for December, generally like the second Friday of the month. I don't know if we're going to be able to do that this month. I, I just need to be honest with you and up front. So in case anybody's thinking, oh, wait a minute, where's Blue Friday? What's happened? Um. We are selecting, I have selected, police officer Bruce Foster of the Virginia State University Police Department as our December honoree. I chatted, I had a wonderful, wonderful conversation with the chief of police down at VSU the other day. And just a solid guy, and we, we have locked it in. He's Bruce Foster, officer Bruce Foster from the VSU Police Department, will be our Blue Friday honoree. Now the question becomes, are we going to be able to facilitate all of the stuff we need to facilitate? We may not hear the conversation until early January. Okay? Just the way it is. I mean, he obviously is going through just a world of stuff. He's got all sorts of PT. I am completely and totally in charge of the Katz family house, which is very dangerous. So I'm hoping we can make that all work. If we can't, please, uh, I'm asking your indulgence on this one. We will get it uh, very early in January, and we'll still do a January Blue Friday, okay? How's that? It is uh, 356, Jeff Katz, News Radio, WRVA. W-R-V-A. It is Monday. Could it go any other way? The answer is no. I'm not kidding you when I tell you that today is the day that Julia's bus was the latest in the four years that <laughs> she's been attending Patrick Henry High School. So I apologize. We are going to work it out. I swear to you, we really, really, really are. Now uh, It's a work in progress uh it's uh you know 90 days worth of uh dealing with this but uh, it is what it is and i thank you for your for your patience and i thank jeremy uh my uh, erstwhile producer for doing all the good stuff that he is doing hey uh there's a, a group <laughs> there's a group called the america first pact not PAC, but pact and uh, they are offering airfare to the so-called queers for Palestine. You know, these these fine folks, right? The queers for Palestine standing up saying, well, we are supporting Hamas in their fight against the oppressor Israel. And you think, God, how flippin' stupid can you possibly be? You show up in Gaza and announce that you are a, quote, queer for Palestine. You know what's going to happen? You're going to be dead. I guess the only uh, question would be, how are you going to be dead? Are you going to be shot? Because that's certainly something that uh, Hamas likes to do. Will you have your head sawed off? Because that's something else that uh, Hamas is uh, fond of at times. Or will they go with the traditional Iranian method of execution for homosexuals? And that is to throw you off the highest possible roof. These so-called queers for Palestine are truly some of the Dumbest human beings on God's green earth. It's very, very difficult to even imagine anyone dumber. And so this group, the America First Pact, says, "Okay, we're going to call your bluff. We're going to no, we're going to call your bluff. We we are offering airfare now to fly you to Gaza, so that you can, uh, in fact, if you'd like." Get off the plane, unfurl your, your banner, and there you have it. we got a lot of stuff that uh, we are dealing with. And, and make no mistake, when we look at the situation in the Middle East, you, you need to know which side the Biden team is on. You need to know which side the Democrats are on. And they're on the side of Hamas. Joe Biden, I don't think Joe Biden is actually on either side, because I don't think Joe Biden even knows what the hell's going on. Biden, however, is telling us that uh, he understands the pain you and I are experiencing. The pain we're experiencing when we go to the supermarket or we're, we're paying for, well, for anything. Because Bidenflation has caused the prices of everything to increase. Everything. So Joe Biden gets this question. He's actually on, just so you know, he's on a uh, Spanish language network. And I don't know, do we have the whole thing where they they ask the question in Spanish and then it's translated? He gives his answer in English. Although, in all candor, uh, Joe Biden is a dope in any language that you choose. I mean, really, he's so, he's just befuddled by everything. Maybe it has to do with being an 81-year-old guy, although I know Plenty of folks who were on their game. A couple of weeks back, I I spent time with Governor Doug Wilder. He's 92 years old. And sharp as a tack, period, end of story. Anyway, take a listen to uh, cut number one, please.
6: Well, look, I come from a family that's not dissimilar. I grew up in a family where we lived in a three-bedroom split-level home with four kids and a grandpa. And my dad would come home for dinner and go back to work. So, you know, we weren't poor, but we had no, no expendable cash. I mean, it was just... And even going to the Catholic school, high school I went to, we had to borrow the money to get there. And I worked in the summer cutting the lawn to be able to go. So I, we weren't poor, but I don't want to make it out like I'm, you know. But I do understand that it's paycheck to paycheck. My dad used to say... Joey, a job's about a lot more than a paycheck. It's about your dignity. It's about respect. It's about being to blink your kid in the eye, and say, honey, it's going to be okay. And he meant it. And that's what I'm all about in terms of focusing on the growth of the middle class. When the middle class does well, everybody does. The poor have a shot up, and the wealthy still do fine. But they ought to start paying their fair taxes, I might add. But at any rate, I, I just think that that we – I mean – Look, look, look at all the great minds in the world. How many were uh, Spanish-speaking? How many are Latino? I mean, look at where... Uh, anyway, I just think it's it's we're being really very stupid and uh, the way in which we handle immigration. And, uh, you know, but my economic plan is working. There's 4.2 million more Hispanic Americans have jobs now than when I entered office two and a half years ago.
4: Uh-huh. Could you make sense of that? Because I got news for you. I'm waiting for the translation into English. The guy that asked the question was asked the question in Spanish, and my Spanish isn't uh, good enough to understand what he said, so I, I, I listened to the translation. And in fact, I was watching. There was like a chiron underneath with the translation in English. I got news for you. Joe Biden needs the translation in English under his image. He is absolutely absolutely as 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 incompetent as they get publicly but i'll tell you what when you look at some of the things that he's done oh no 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 not not for you not for me but for that gang of grifters that he's moved into the white house man la josa nostra they're doing just fine and we have this information, I think it just broke this afternoon, right, Germ? Where where the bank records are showing Joe Biden was receiving about a $1,400 per month payment every month from his son's law firm for doing nothing. Oh, I don't know about you. I'm really good at doing nothing. And if somebody wants to pay me to do nothing, I will do nothing like nobody's business. When your entire family operation is selling the name, selling access, that's a problem, and that's a problem. It's as simple as that. This guy is is clearly as dirty as they get, and we see with the legacy news media ranks, man, they just they look right past everything. I keep saying, you know, we don't have any evidence. Here's a pile of evidence. Well, it's not the evidence we wanted. What evidence did you want? Well, we don't want any evidence. Well, there you go. All right, quick reminder about the text line, 833-804-1140, 833-804-1140. we got great stuff coming up this afternoon. My buddy Carl Carlson is going to be along in just about 20 minutes. Uh, We've got Mike Dickinson, our uh, dedicated investigative journalist, and special treat 505. My buddy Luke Scott from out there in New Kent County is going to be with us with some details because my friend Emily Morrissey and I will once again be the king and the queen of the Providence Forge Christmas parade it is 417 Jeff Katz news radio WRVA <laughs> Jeff Katz News Radio WRBA a Monday afternoon. My buddy Carl Carlson's going to be along just about ten minutes from now. Talk a little bit about uh, retirement planning, to be sure. But everybody pays attention to what the market's doing. Right? It's up. It's down. It's sideways. Carl actually understands all of that stuff. Uh, Gene out of Newport News sends a good text, 833-804-1140, 804 1140 says, Jeff, the Persians invented uh, one of the cruelest methods of execution ever. They used to uh, slather a person with milk and honey and put them out in the middle of a pond and wait for the bugs to kill them.
5: Ugh, God,
4: awful. Yeah. Uh, David in Mechanicsville says, Jeff, whatever Biden says anyway, he's basically saying yada, yada, yada. You're right. You're absolutely right. Hey, Jeff, let's not forget Ghazala Hashmi and uh, the voter fraud. I know she has tried to get the case thrown out. I'm tired of the Democrats always cheating. What was the latest on her, right? They said, oh, it's okay. You live in the district. You don't live in the district. Well, whatever. You're a Democrat. We'll let it go. Uh, Mike Dickinson who is a dedicated investigative journalist for this here little program, is going to be with a special appearance. So you know, we have him on every week. Uh, Wednesday's, what, 535, I think? And uh, we've got an extra one this week because he's just got so much that he is dealing with. Jeff, this is Frank from North Chesterfield. I just want you to know I love Congressman Bob Good. We need him in the White House. Now, that would be after a Donald J. Trump number 47, of course. All right. Yeah. Uh, look, a lot of good stuff here. I'm going to try and get to all of them, I promise you. Uh, All the uh, texts, that is, we'll try and get to them as we head through the afternoon. Can't always uh, do that properly, and I apologize, but uh, what can I tell you? I am a very failed human being. I always think some, well, I do, I think that every once in a while, God, like, has a meeting. And I don't know who he calls to the meeting, it may just be himself. But he's sitting there going, take a look at cats. Honestly, No, seriously, it was a totally off day. And I had some spare parts and, you know I got a sense of humor and uh, there you go. but the thing is, see I got questions the other direction. When I eventually get to uh, have a chat with God up close and personal, what am I asking about? the meaning of life? Nope because I figure that'll just all be in the operating manual I get wherever I'm going. no, I want to know about I want to know about flies and mosquitoes because I just don't get them. I don't get them. I don't see any reason for him. Well, Jeff, the birds eat the mosquitoes. Hey, birds could have learned if they were made this way to eat, you know, cereal, cornflakes, corn pops, like Joe Biden. Oh, no, that was a person. Well, you know what I'm saying. And flies, flies and, and mosquitoes. I don't, I just don't get it. Anyway, uh, 435, Carl Carlson will be along now at 5.05. Please make sure you're here for my friend Luke Scott. Luke's just a great, great guy. And Luke is kind of the Uh, the boss, out at the uh, Providence Forge Christmas Parade. And this is, I think, the third year in a row that he has invited me and my parade partner, Emily Morrissey, to ride in the parade. And we just decided we were the Grand Marshals. I don't know if it's an official title or not, but I'm sticking with it. He'll be with us at 5.05. It is 426 Jeff Katz, News Radio WRBA. Four thirty-five, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is Monday afternoon. Boy, we have got a lot that uh, we are dealing with not just today, but uh, throughout the week. Our uh, old buddy Brian Kilmeade is going to be along a little bit later this week. We're trying to nail down all the uh, the details on that. You, you've heard the uh, the business reports there with the uh, the markets down. I have no idea. Uh, why that would be, but um, I've got a sneaking suspicion that Carl Carlson from Carlson Financial probably, probably has uh, a little insight on that, and we're gonna we're gonna press him on that one. Carl, good afternoon, sir. Hey, good afternoon, Jeff. Well, nothing but bad news today is what I've heard. the The markets are down, down, down. I say, Carl, what's going on?
2: <laughs> down, they're down. Sometimes they go down. Yes. But they are going to go yeah. up too, right? Yeah, well, it's a 2023 so far has been a really good year.
4: Why has 2023 been such a good year, do you think?
2: You know, uh I think it par- partly was because 2022 was such a bad year.
4: <laughs> okay, fair enough.
2: <laughs> no, that makes sense. I think it uh it went down it went down more than it should have significantly last year. Yep. You know, I, a lot of that was because of inflation, which so there was good reasons. It it felt like that was right, what was happening. Yeah. Maybe overreacted a little bit, and that's what I think we got some of that back. And then okay. I think another thing that's helping us out a ton this year What's that? is AI. Oh. You know, some of the uh, largest companies in all of these indexes that we look at, are Apple and Microsoft, companies like that, mm-hmm. that have benefited tremendously from AI, and particularly this year as it's been really getting its first kickoff. And those companies are a large portion of the indexes. So that's helped out a lot this year, which maybe is like uh, maybe the market's really not doing as good if you took those companies out of there. Okay. Because we're still feeling the effects of inflation and i don't think that's over yet so so
5: inflation
4: you think is going to be with us for a while and then we we, we get we have the fed keep saying that they want inflation at what a two percent rate
2: yeah that's kind of the goal they've shot for for quite a long time and uh maybe we'll come in In that range this year, but those numbers, too, uh, can tend to be manipulated a little bit.
4: You don't say. All right, now. Uh. Hang on Carl. I've got my shocked face around here somewhere.
2: I must
4: have I, 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 I must have left it inside the house. I'm sorry I...
2: yeah yeah no I thought it just ran past
4: <laughs> now I, I want to talk a little bit about the fact that we're in December and I don't mean like the December of our lives I but I mean actual December people who are doing what is it Medicare right they've got till December the 7th to do their enrollments uh, never a good
2: idea to wait this late in the game is it? No, no, it's uh, way too close, so uh, almost a little bit too late if you haven't done that already. We are um, just adding that service for our clients to make it easier as people transition to Medicare and hit that age 65, and so we'll be having those meetings throughout the year, so we're just ready to do whatever we need to do when that time period hits.
1: I
5: like that.
4: I like that. And when you're meeting with people, you're always talking about how much you're saving. The The big fear, I think, that each of us has, whether we want to admit it or not, is questioning ourselves as to whether we've saved enough. And, and, and that's a question that you have to ask and you have to find answers to for, I don't know, thousands of people throughout the years.
2: Yeah, because most folks, it's not really easy to know that. You know, if somebody has uh 200,000 a year in pension income when as soon as they retire and they're spending 50,000 a year, they don't have to have anything saved for retirement. Right. So that's a simple simple yeah. one. Oh, I have a million, I think I'm good. I don't need anything. Yeah. But most people are not, you know, and then the, then the the total flip side of that is someone that has their only income is Social Security, and they have no investments.
5: Mm.
2: So that's tough, and uh, but that doesn't take a lot of planning either. But most people are somewhere in between. Yeah. And, and it's not easy to figure it out <laughs> because uh, it takes a kind of a pretty sophisticated planning system. Mm-hmm. And uh, But that planning system, it needs to be sophisticated sophisticated in how all the inner workings work, but simple for you to see it and be able to say, Oh, I see what you're saying. Ah, yes, I am going to be okay. Yes, we do have the correct amount saved and Oh, well, if we want to do this and we want to take another vacation every year, can we do it? Change a few numbers. Ah, Mm -hmm. we still look good. That's where you start. And can we, are we, assured that it's going to happen is some of that money and safe products that won't ever go down protecting us from these periods like 2022 so we don't have to sell any all that is going to be built into the plan and then at, when you're seeing that is when you can just sit back and say ah oh, yes this looks good we're going to be fine
4: I'm still getting over the fact that when you said it has to be simple for you, I could feel you pointing at me, Carl, as you said.
2: That, no, it was that. I, it was that uh, shocked face that was running <laughs> past me. I think. <laughs> uh,
4: but it does need to be simple for me because I sit down. I've shared with everybody. I mean, you guys are crunching numbers like nobody's business and they're beautiful uh... power points and the rest of it and honest to goodness i just want to know at the end of it uh... are we going to be able to do x y and z and you know you're 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 able to uh... to answer those questions It's not always uh... it's not always an easy thing and now we're getting into crunch time for so many people tell me a little bit about the the Roth IRAs. Am I supposed to put my money, let's say, hypothetically, maybe not even hypothetically, Heidi and I, I think, want to, you know, do our Roth IRAs like we do every year. Have I got to get that in by the end of the year, or is it something different for funding it?
2: For funding it, which is called the Roth contribution. Yeah. You know, sometimes we need to use more simple words like funding. Yeah. If we're just funding it, then... uh Then uh, we can do that all the way up until April 15th of the following year because what the IRS is allowing us to do, which this was nice of them, and I know it's not always easy for me to use the word nice and IRS in the same sentence, but uh, they they allow us to kind of calculate our taxes – because that happens all after the end of the year when we're getting all our tax information. So maybe by February we can figure it out and then make a decision. Should I be putting this money into a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA or just a brokerage account or a little bit in each? And so all that planning takes place and it has to be done on those contributions by April 15th to the following year for the previous year.
4: Gotcha. Gotcha. But let's say uh, we're not funding it. We want to open a brand new Roth IRA. Is that by the end of the year?
2: You can do that one anytime, too. Wow. You can do that one at any time. Now, and the sooner is always the better, though, because you can even just put uh, $25, open a Roth, because a Roth has a five year wait okay. from the day you started it and opened it mm-hmm. until you could take money out, money you've earned. Over and above what you put in before you can take that money out and not pay tax on it. Okay. Five year waiting period. But if you started one five years ago and just opened it up and put a hundred bucks in there, then that five year clock you can put money in today, and that five years is already happened. So the yes. sooner you get one started, the better.
4: I finally did something right. And and it was all because of you. Uh, I, I, honestly, I didn't. I, but we did exactly that. I love that. 504 Jeff Cats News Radio WRBA. It is Monday. hmm. It's Monday the 4th. In six days, there will be. The singularly best Christmas parade anywhere in Central Virginia. Now, I know there are other Christmas parades, and some of them are pretty good. But I know from experience that out in uh, New Kent County, they know how to do these things right. And I've seen it up close and personal, and the guy who is... I don't know what his official title is, if he's the, uh, the Grand Meister, the CEO, the President, uh, whatever, it's Luke Scott, who is uh, just a, a super dude and always does such a great job with this parade. Luke, thank you for
7: being here, man. Jeff, good to, good to talk to you, man. Yeah. How are you?
4: I, I'm doing well. It's great to hear your voice, and I, I'm just so happy that uh, this great Christmas parade will be back again this year. And... Uh always happy to be part of it. Tell everybody about
7: the event. Okay. So Sunday December tenth at two o'clock, we're gonna have arguably one of the better, if not the best, parades in the central Virginia area out in Providence Forge. Um so the neat thing about Providence Forge is the Providence Forge proper spans New Kent and Charles City County. Oh. So we get a lot of people from both counties and and a lot of surrounding counties that come and contribute to this beautiful parade that surrounds one stoplight in this tiny little town. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, Providence Forge kind of brings both of the counties together and we have a really, a really good time where, uh, last year it, it was very large and the sheriff's department, it put a lot of pressure on them. So this year we had to like back it off by about 25 entries um but it's still going to be it's still going to be a big event um so we're looking at about 175 um floats trucks cars all the things um and so it's going to be uh it's going to be a big deal we're really excited
4: you're darn right. It's going to be a big deal. This parade is just so amazing, Luke. And you're right. It's, there's one. There's one stoplight. One traffic light. But man, it's 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 everybody and their cousin and uh, and the neighbors come out for it. And and you said now about 175 floats or, or vehicles in the parade.
7: Yep. Yep, that's, that's what we're looking at this year. So last year we were at about 220, which put, it put a whole lot of, put a whole lot of work on our law enforcement and our, our VDOT people. And so as we were playing it this year, they were like, guys, last year was awesome, but it was really hard. (laughs) And so, uh, so we, we, uh, we kind of throttled it a little bit this year, but it's still going to be, it's still going to be an awesome event.
5: Now, I
4: just want to make sure you—you you didn't say to the big guy he can't be in the parade, did you?
7: No, no, no. The big guy's still going to be there. Oh. He'll be on the fire truck. He'll be doing all the things. You know, he ultimately, I guess, he's kind of the guy in charge because it's all about. It's all about the fat guy, right?
4: Hey, wait a minute, though. I have slimmed down a lot since I started doing this parade.
7: uh... Oh, no, I was talking about the fat guy in the Red Sea.
4: Oh, that fat guy. Yes, it is absolutely. Uh It is a Santa-friendly parade, and I am so so thankful you have once again asked if Emily Morrissey and I would like to participate.
7: Yes, and I, I think... So it's this is going to be your third year with us, and I'm really excited about it. Um, I, I've i got a really cool ride for y'all. You're going to be on uh, one of the uh, uh, Department of Conservation vehicles, one of the beautiful green trucks. It's brand new. Um, so a very good friend of mine, Krista Adams, she's an agent with the DCR. that I talked to her probably a month ago, and it's taken until about three days ago to get permission to go all the way up to however high it had to go to make sure that she could have passengers. So she's got her brand new law enforcement edition, green F-150 nice. telling a beautiful new Boston whaler and you and Emily are going to be on that thing. Oh um, so I think it's going to be really cool
4: that is oh I, that, that is great i so appreciate it luke so people may actually be hearing about the providence forge christmas parade i i mean it sounds crazy but there are some people hearing about it for the first time so they're hearing about it they're hearing about all these floats and all the uh, the excitement how do they how do they show up and enjoy it
7: so um i would advise that everybody tries to get down to providence forge Kind of the epicenter is going to be at Courthouse Road, which is Route 155, mm-hmm. and Pocahontas Trail, which is Route 60. That's smack in the middle of it. So you can get down there. I would say start around noon. The parade actually starts at 2. But if you start to kind of get there around noon, then you don't have to worry about road closures or anything like that. Get down there at 2. Um, there's going to be a couple of food trucks, food trailer things. Okay. Uh, happening down there, so you can either eat before you can come down there. If you get there at noon, you'll have plenty of time to walk up to the food truck. There's going to be a food truck that is just west of the 155 Route 60 intersection, and then there's going to be some more that are kind of around. But um, if you kind of get there at noon, the road's not going to shut down until about 145. Okay. There's, there's go-arounds, like there's bypasses. So traffic can will continue, but as far as the main the main roads are gonna shut down about one forty five mm-hmm. and come and uh I mean last year we had about three thousand people there Yes. so um it's it's a pretty neat event um and there's plenty it's a really well, because of our route we've got an easy way to divert traffic and so people can still get around, but you can also. Come in and sit there. I would say bring lawn chairs. If you get there early enough, you can just yeah. park on the side of the road, drop a tailgate, or open up the minivan and sit there and see everything you need to see.
4: Yeah. I love. Listen, uh, I, on behalf of uh, Emily and myself, thank you for uh, for inviting us again and, and hooking us up with such a sweet ride. That's going to be great. You know, Emily's going to bring uh, some bracelets to uh, to throw to the crowd as she does every year. She's I, the way the pecking order goes, Luke, here's what I figured out over the years. It's Santa, number one, Emily, number two, and then all the rest of us are somewhere down further on the list. But uh, you know, I would you, agree with that. Right? Yeah. So, well, <laughs> I'm just always so happy she lets me ride along with her. I think that's pretty cool. I'm, I'm so
7: excited. Well, she's, she's your ticket to all these cool parades.
4: That's right, yeah, nobody wants me, uh, but uh, we worked out this package deal, so I get to go along, so it's going to be so cool. Well, Luke, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to seeing you and everybody out in uh, Providence Forge this Sunday for the big Providence Forge uh, Christmas Parade. If somebody was driving and they didn't write anything down, do you guys have anything up on social media or websites where they can get yes. the
7: details? so um, Providence Forge Christmas Parade is the Facebook group Um there is a chance of weather on sunday we're going to make a weather call by 9 a.m on sunday okay so if you just follow the providence Forge christmas parade on facebook um it's you know one of those public groups where you don't have to answer a bunch of questions or anything you just find it click join and then you can see all the updates and everything like that so uh this is our 14th year uh we've only ever had to cancel twice before for weather um but generally the the weather call comes down to a combination of the sheriff's department and v dot okay. um because you know they're they're the ones that have all the heavy lifting as far as this thing goes oh, yeah. um you know we do we if we do have like some misting or whatever, we'll probably have some you know the convertible hot rods are not gonna show up right. but um we'll uh we'll still we'll still go as much as we can but uh if the weather gets really bad and and beat out of the sheriff's department and was just like, hey man, this is gonna be a complete mess yeah. and then then we'll cancel it. But like I said, out of fourteen years we've only canceled it twice. Yeah. Well, this will be our fourteenth year. Yeah. So yeah. um really excited to see everybody. It's it's a lot of fun and um I'm excited. This is this is uh this is the Super Bowl for Providence Forge every year.
4: No doubt about it. Well, Luke, thank you my friend for being with us. I look forward to seeing you on Sunday. I know the weather's going to cooperate. I just, uh, I got a sneaking suspicion on that. So, for everyone who wants to go out and see a true hometown Christmas parade this Sunday, the Providence Forge Christmas Parade, and for the third year in a row, uh, I am going to be part of it thanks to my parade partner, one of my uh, dear friends, Emily Morrissey, who is truly just like, she's like three of the best human beings I know, and and a lot of people don't know this, Emily is actually Santa's favorite elf. A lot of people didn't realize that. It's the truth. I had a conversation with the big guy last year. He's, she is his favorite elf. So uh, this Sunday, we will be in the Providence Forge Christmas Parade. We'd love to have you come out and enjoy it. It's just a reminder, I think, of community, uh, just regular folks getting together for all the right reasons and, and having a great time at, a, at an old-fashioned Christmas Parade now coming up at 5:35. I don't think Mike Dickinson has ever uh, been asked to be in a Christmas parade, but if there were shenanigans going on, he would have investigated it. Mike is our dedicated investigative reporter. He's doing uh, investigative journalism in Central Virginia that uh, well just doesn't get done anymore. And I'm happy to say he does it for us. He does it exclusively on the Jeff Katz Show, and Mike will be with a special special extra visit today at 5:35. It is 5:15, Jeff Katz News Radio.
1: WRBA.
4: Jeff Gatz, News Radio WRBA. It is a Monday evening now, and I, I gotta let you hear a couple of uh, well, I would dare say ridiculous things. No, I mean they are ridiculous, and I know that we've chatted a lot about these nitwits out in Williamsburg who have uh, decided that uh, they cannot, will not, have a menorah lit at the second Sunday Arts Festival. Why? Well, we don't want to take sides. What do you mean you don't want to take sides? You don't even know what Hanukkah is? Because from the sound of it, you don't. And I've tried to explain it as best I can, but... Uh, I think I know all I need to know about the Williamsburg Second Sunday Arts Festival, and I know that I will never attend. And I can't imagine anybody who actually cares about right and wrong attending. I just can't. I, some people go, go, enjoy yourself. But I know for me, not a chance. Not a chance. There's there's just no way on God's green earth that, uh, that I would go there. I'm listening to anti-Semitism all across America now. I'm listening to true unbridled uncovered jew hatred let me give you an example Uh, cut number two cnn uh one of the democrats leading leading anti-semites take a listen to cut number
8: two i want to ask you about uh sexual violence and the it's kind of remarkable that this issue hasn't gotten enough attention uh globally widespread use of rape Uh, Brutal rape, sexual violence against Israeli women by Hamas. Um, I've seen a lot of progressive women, generally speaking, they're quick to defend women's rights and speak out against using rape as as a weapon of war, but downright silent on what we saw on October 7th and what might be happening inside Gaza right now to these hostages. Why is that? I, I mean, I don't I don't know that that's true. I think we, we always talk about the impact of war on women in particular. In fact, I remember 20 years ago, I did a petition around the war in Iraq. Have you said saying have that you talked about it. Since oh, October absolutely. 7th? And I've condemned what Hamas has done. I've condemned Specifically all of women. the actions. Absolutely. The, the rape, the of course. But I think we have to remember that. Israel is a democracy, that is why they are a strong ally of ours, and if they do not comply with international humanitarian law, they are bringing themselves to a place that makes it much more difficult strategically for them to be able to build the kinds of allies to keep public opinion with them. And frankly, uh, morally, I think we cannot say that one war crime deserves another. That is not what international humanitarian law says.
4: Okay, so, so let me say this about the, um, uh, the world opinion. Screw that! The hell do I care? You want to kill Jews? I'm not going to go along with it. Thank you very much. Check, please. I'm done. That's all. Well, you know, we have to hold Israel to a different standard. Do you understand what Israel's doing right now? Do you understand what Netanyahu is doing right now? He's fighting for the survival of the Jewish people against people like you, Congresswoman Jaya Powell. Well, I'm against all sorts of violence, but there are no buts. There's no, there's no qualification here. There's no equivocation. There's no moral equivalency. You either are standing with Israel or you're standing with evil. It's your choice. I hope and I pray that you pick the right side. But ultimately, it's your choice. And the fact that you couldn't give Dana Bash on CNN. I mean, it's not exactly a hardball situation. You couldn't give her a straight answer without a
1: qualifier.
4: Well, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, I'm against. uh, Well, I mean, except that uh, Israel, this. No. Are you in favor of Hamas breaking into Israel, slaughtering innocent people and using rape? as one of their weapons? If you are, then apparently you stand with Congresswoman Jaya Powell. If you don't, then you're standing with me. Those are your only two options. And it's really straightforward, and it's really simple, and it's really basic. And that's what we're dealing with here. Now, we're going to chat with Mike Dickinson in a couple of moments, and I, I'm, I cannot wait to hear Mike's reaction to... LaVar Stoney's announcement that he's running for governor. Uh, No offense, I'm looking at eight years where he's accomplished exactly nothing in the city of Richmond, and he's daring to talk about educational opportunities. This is the guy that has put RPS in the dumps. But somehow Glenn Youngkin's responsible. Somehow you're responsible. Well, I guarantee a Mike Dickinson will have a thing or three to say about that, and he joins us with a special appearance this week at five thirty five. It's five twenty six, Jeff Katz News Radio WRVA. Five thirty-four, Jeff Katz News Radio, WRVA. Monday afternoon. Well, Monday evening now. Remind you, we got a lot going on this week, including Uh, chat with our good buddy uh, Brian Kilmeade. We're working out the details on exactly when he'll be with us this week, but he'll be with us this week, so uh, keep that in mind. Every week I'm thrilled to say that Mike Dickinson is part of the program. He is doing just amazing citizen journalism, uh investigative reporting like nobody's business. And he's with us every Wednesday. And you're thinking, well, wait, Jeff, you just said it's Monday. I know, but there's so much that he's been covering. I thought we gotta get him on for an extra day to address a lot of this. Mike, thanks for uh being willing to step up for a second day this week.
0: No problem. Anytime you know it.
4: I want you to tell me and everybody a little bit about somebody named Michael Allendore Bird. Who exactly is he, and and why should we know about him?
0: This is an atrocious situation that happened in Henrico County last week. Last Wednesday, there was a a robbery over in the east end of Henrico, which is quickly becoming Little Richmond. All of the Richmond crime can't be contained in Richmond. Mm -hmm. So now it's spilling over into Henrico County in the east end. As, as it's been going the last couple of years, it's been spilling over Michael Allender Bird. He robbed, he robbed a store over there, and the police came. And, of course, during the police pursuit, he wouldn't stop for the police, so he shot the police officer. Henrico police officer got shot because of this guy. Um, he got arrested, charged. Uh, he charged with possession of firearm by felon, malicious wounding, a bunch of charges. And the thing that piqued my interest was I said that he was charged with possession of a firearm by a felon. None of the Richmond media decided to investigate this. What's the felony? What's he? What's he? He's only 23 and he's already got a felony and now he's out here shooting law enforcement officers. He must be allegedly, a pretty bad guy. No,
4: way, I'm an allegedly, allegedly. Yes, let the record reflect <laughs> that, that
0: all suspects
4: are considered innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Uh, so these are all allegations and charges against him. But that thing that you raised there, possession of a firearm by a felon, that means he was convicted of a felony before, correct?
0: Yes. In July of 2018, in Newport News, an uh, 18-year-old man, and, and Michael Bird was about 18 about this time as well, an 18-year-old kid was going to the ATM, and Michael Bird rolled up on him with a gun, carjacked him, took him to the ATM, the guy took off running, And Michael Bird eventually got identified and charged, and he went to prison for four about four four years and two months. He got out of prison in 2022, and less than a year later, he's allegedly shooting police officers in Heraco County, doing the same thing, robbing, abducting, the same thing he was doing before. He hasn't learned. And the thing is, is this is the result of soft-on-crime Democrats who think, oh, we have to give everybody a second chance. Just because somebody used a gun and robbed somebody, that doesn't mean they're a bad person. Oh, that doesn't mean anything. Yes, it does. And these people that do these crimes need to go to jail.
4: That's right. That's exactly right. Now, the question becomes, since he's uh, charged in Henrico County, and we know that the Commonwealth's attorney in Henrico is well, she's she's concerned about a lot of things. Prosecuting criminals doesn't seem to be really high on her list. What do we think is, is, is going on there? Are, are these charges legit? I mean, they're hanging on right now with the CA?
0: Right now, right now they're hanging on. And, I mean, he shot a police officer. That's yeah. kind of hard to sweep under the rug yeah. uh, or to try to downplay that. She hasn't said anything about this. But... He needs to be held accountable. He needs to go to jail for for 20 or 30 years. I mean, as far as as far as I'm concerned, put him in there forever. He shot a police officer. I mean, that's, that's non-negotiable right. in my book. So.
4: Yeah. Now I'm with you, Mike. I, you know the problem, of course, is that Shannon Taylor has a history of uh, uh, blaming cops and prosecuting cro- cops, and some would say persecuting cops. And, and then the question becomes: Will she have the same degree of uh, vim and vigor when it comes to uh, prosecuting someone charged with shooting a police officer?
0: Well, that's absolutely right. A couple of years ago, she tried to hire she tried to hire a young lady to work in her office and the police and in to investigate police officers. And it turned out that this lady was a total police hater and that the position got defunded by the Board of Supervisors, thank God. But yep. that's the kind of judgment of people that Shannon Taylor has. She is just a very anti law and order, very let's let the criminals run wild, very let's just, oh, let's just feel sorry for anyone who commits a crime and put them back on the street so they can go and commit crime against your family member.
4: That's right. That's right. Well, uh, let me ask. Uh... I just have to hear your reaction, and, and, and it can be as unfiltered as possible and, and still protect our uh, broadcasting license. All right, Michael? Yes. Uh, Lavar Stoney, after eight years of service to the city of – come on, I'm trying to do this with a straight face. After eight years of service to the city of Richmond as mayor, has announced he wants to do to Virginia what he's done to Richmond. Uh, your thoughts, Mike? Is-
0: is this a rib, is this a great big clown show by LeVar Stoney? The fact that he thinks he can be governor is just its, it's, it's so funny because he's terrible, he's incompetent. What's he going to do, take Jason Kamras, his little, his, little, his little pal, with him and they're going to ruin the schools in the state of Virginia? He can't do anything right in Richmond. I mean, it would be one thing if LeVar Stoney had one measure of success to hang his hat on in Richmond, but everything that guy has touched has turned to... Terrible dirt. It, nothing's been successful. Nothing. And no. then he he wasn't even able to use his bully pulpit as mayor to push to the casino. That blew up in his face. Total failure. And it's a joke. He has the reverse Midas
4: touch. I'm telling you, everything the guy touches turns <laughs> to crap. And, and How you can screw up a Tom Farrell project in the city of Richmond is beyond me. But that is the one thing he's accomplished in eight years. He managed to do that.
0: And everything, every project he does and anything the city of Richmond is involved with, with LeVar Stoney, is just an absolute nightmare disaster. It doesn't work out, doesn't get done, turns into a a burden for the taxpayers. And, I mean, he really sealed his fate with a lot of taxpayers in Richmond when the casino measure, when he was running around promoting the casino measure, and the best way he could sell it was, well, the taxes will have to go up if we can't pass the casino. Threatening taxpayers with more taxes if they didn't vote his way. That's ridiculous, but it's a big joke. I mean, LeVar Stoney is a big joke. He's never going to be the mayor. I mean, he's never going to be the governor. And Spamberger's terrible, but she's going to handily beat him in that primary. Oh, Interesting.
4: It's going to be an interesting race. There's no doubt about that. It's going to be a very, very interesting campaign. I thought it was really fascinating that he dared to talk about education in his (laughs) announcement given... What he has done in terms of trashing RPS and uh, having his uh, his goofball superintendent. Uh, what about this Gazala Hashmi? Last time we spoke, and I know it's it's more than a week ago, uh, but last time we spoke, there was going to be a, a hearing, and and apparently they decided all is forgiven. Right? She can live wherever sure. she wants.
0: Well, the the state the state board of elections certified her, and the the court hearing basically threw it out. They said that, oh, she she said that she's got some bills that come there in her name, and she said that she eats dinner there and all this other stuff. And so uh, this is what I want to know, Jeff. Why do we have laws that we don't enforce? The the laws on the the election laws are very clear, but the state board of elections is basically a toothless dog because – if you go and complain about it to the State Board of Elections, any of this, yep. all they do is say, well, that's not on us to do anything about. It's pretty much the State Board of Elections is just a paper-pushing agency. They mm. don't enforce any laws. Yeah. And when you when you bring laws to them that have been broken, they don't do anything about it. And, and it seems like nobody wants to enforce the laws when it comes to candidates and paperwork mm. yeah. and where they live. Yeah.
4: You're, you're, oh, man, you are so right on that. Uh, where are we on getting the the paperwork, the documents from that Freedom of Information Act request you have out to uh, Shannon Taylor
0: and Henrico? I'm sending in eight hundred dollars. It's eight hundred dollars. I'm sending eight hundred dollars tomorrow to see these to see these documents so they'll release them to me. And I want to know what's in them. Eight hundred dollars. It's got to be some good stuff that she doesn't want to get out. So we'll see. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna get those documents and go through them and see exactly. When Shannon Taylor knew about Susanna Gibson's problems, what she did to try to help her cover it up, and what she knew about Jimmy Lee Jarvis because she communicates with her regularly. Oh, interesting. With interesting. them regularly on Twitter. So yeah. yes. Okay. So
4: now you're you're taking eight hundred dollars out of your own pocket to do this. Yes. Wow. All right. Well, good on you, man. I I, I think that's I think that's
0: great, and it's 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 much appreciated. Uh, well. Go ahead. let's be honest jeff the richmond news media they're not going to the richmond news media has no interest in getting to the truth so no. we'll have to do it ourselves because yeah. i mean the richmond media i mean it's sad what the richmond media is these days they don't ask questions they don't dig deep they're just you know basically put out press releases for the democrats and cover them up cover for them and it's sad because i mean some of these reporters like jeff shapiro and michael farr williams used to be good but now they're just Parents for the Democrats. Mm-hmm.
4: Well, I, look. I mean, if you do look at their columns, you know exactly how each of those columns is going to go because it's the same column that they write over and over and and over and over again. But who is or what is Moms Demand Action? Because uh, I saw you you sent out a tweet about this. What what is it and who is that person on the the the, the photo?
0: It's an organization that is—it's it's supposedly moms. It supposedly is moms that want action on gun control. It's supposedly is supposed to be females who want action for gun control because their kids are under threat of guns. They oh, terrible gun everywhere. Guns, guns, guns. Right. And the the state director for the moms—the the state director for for Moms Demand Action—is now a guy. And his 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 personal I think his personal Twitter was I'm Foxy or it's it's me yeah, Foxy yeah 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 so I mean what is what is wrong with these people what is wrong with these people I've never in a million years called myself a name like Foxy <laughs> <laughs> well that may be Mike but you know others have right
4: that's that's the important part uh, other
0: right. people have called me a lot of bad names but they're not a good names <laughs> no
4: no Foxy probably wasn't it. you know what's weird Mike is I'm looking at that and I'm thinking. It's 2023. I don't know. Are you, you know, is is this a man who's leading the moms group? Is this a mom who says he's a guy? I mean, I you know, I, I don't even want to ask anymore. I just I looked at it, I thought, uh, okay, you're you're foxy and you're the boss and uh uh all right. Well, listen, you're getting the uh the paperwork or you're giving the money tomorrow? D- will yes. they actually hand everything over tomorrow?
0: Um, I guess once I get the paperwork, then they'll have a lawyer screen the documents to make sure that there's nothing... I guess I guess uh, that exposes Shannon Taylor to criminal action. I guess or exposes the county, mm-hmm. or to criminal action, and then and then they'll hand it over to me.
4: All right. Well, look, we're going to chat again on Wednesday. I appreciate you uh, stepping up today with a little extra dose of Dickinson, and that was uh, that was good stuff, Mike. I appreciate it. Mike Dickinson is doing the investigative journalism, the the hard hitting reporting. I'm telling you that that needs to be done tomorrow. He's taking $800 out of his own pocket, handing it over to Henrico County, so he can get the uh, Freedom of Information Act fulfilled. So he gets the paperwork from the CA's office, and uh, hopefully, we can find out what the heck is going on over there. We'll have a full report from Mike Wednesday at five thirty-five. It is five forty-seven. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. One, Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. It is Monday. Yes, see, uh, it's a Manic Monday with uh, Susanna hops and all the rest of it. I'm, I'm reviewing all the things that uh, I've had to do because it's the end of the year. Right? Is everybody in the same situation, like, with their flex spending? Like, oh, my God, i got to spend this. What am I going to do? I'm going to go. I'm going to buy a case of aspirin. Well, tell you what we did, Heidi and myself. Now, Heidi didn't go yet because she's still... It's going to be recovering for a while. But uh, eye exams, we do them at the end of the year, and then we go and get our glasses for, for the year. And we found a new eye doctor, which was great. Uh, the guy's name is David Hain. Dr. David Hain. He's right here in Ashland. And and I got news for you. What an absolute delight. I don't think I ever thought I would say that about uh, about an eye doctor, right? But, but really, just a great, great crew. At uh, Dr. Haynes office here in Ashland and uh, we're happy we're happy that we found him we really are just a just a super nice guy hey uh, we talk all the time about how the uh, the legacy news media hacks here in the United States are covering for the left right I mean they are leftists themselves so it's no great surprise I want you to take a listen there there's a woman over in uh, Ireland and it's this is just priceless she's doing an interview and they just had a big disturbance over there where they call these folks migrants you and I might call them illegal aliens Uh, just take a listen to cut number
5: six we have to once and for all he said start putting the safety of not only Irish people but everybody in this country who works hard pays taxes raises families and overall contributes to society First, um, th- th- those were very interesting comments, weren't they?
8: Yeah, I mean, I think elements of them were not good. Frankly, I think they were incitement to hatred, and I think that's why aspects the media left out aspects of them. um I, the, This was an extremely heartbroken and devastated young man who has lost the partner of his life, but the the race and nationality of the man who perpetrated that awful violence on Ashling and murdered her is irrelevant um and i i he i can understand you know in the emotion and him feeling that and he's entitled to his views but i think the media has a responsibility to not report um views that are incitement to hatred and he has been held up as a hero of the far right now um so interesting you may call them um but complex i suppose
5: is another word that you could use for them i i i i I mean i'm sure he would say they weren't meant to be incitement to to hatred was it the right thing for the media to overlook them in those circumstances i mean was it an embarrassed overlooking of those comments do you think
8: i don't think so i think they were right to um to not include them um they were said, they were. I, 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 I don't think that they were helpful. Um, and uh, it's the kind of thing that you know, the far right latches on to, that they latched on to the um, nationality of the man who um, who attacked their children. And, you know, I'd love them to go down to the courts and report on all the white Irish men who are perpetrating violence on on Irish and immigrant women um, every day in the courts. They're not doing that. So the nationality, the, what the problem here is violence against women and children. It's not the nationality of the people who are perpetrating it. It's the problem is misogyny and hatred and entitlement to inflict women violence on women and children it's another it's another related issue and ill in society but it has nothing to do with race oh okay if that doesn't explain it all to you and for
4: you i i don't know what else i can say i really don't and that's not, that 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 happens to be uh, occurring in ireland but that's here as well you have all Different parts of the legacy news media ranks deciding for you what's important to know. Telling you the color of a suspect's skin when they decide that it's, quote, important. She said, well, we don't. We shouldn't tell anybody this because it might, quote, uh, be an incitement. Y- you mean you need to lie to me? Because that's what you just said. You said you are going to lie to me for my own good. There was someone in the, in the Irish Parliament who also talked about suspending rights. But it was for everybody's well-being to suspend these rights. Let that all sink in for a second. Quick text here. It says, uh, Jeff, as a Henrico police officer, I can tell you that I have zero faith, none, nada in Shannon Taylor. Well, that's why the uh, Henrico County police officers and Henrico County firefighters endorsed uh, Shannon Taylor's opponent in the last election. I don't understand how anybody votes for people who coddle criminals, at least, thank God, in uh, Chesterfield and out in Goochland. Voters said, hey, wait a minute. Uh, we got to listen to what the law enforcement folks are saying. They work with these Commonwealth attorneys every single day, and we're going uh, to follow their advice. I think that was a, a good thing to do remember we got Brian Kilmeade, who's going to be joining us uh, this week we got a lot of stuff this week and uh God willing uh, after you enjoy this evening we get the chance to do it all over again tomorrow starting at three Jeff Katz news radio wRPA
5: going home